Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hello and welcome to our weekend release. This is the bonus podcast episode where we see how much extra content we can squeeze into your week. Random things that have been sent in and extra bits from our week and how our advice went down with you, our Gene Divas. This is a special episode today, isn't it, William? Yes, because it's it's content from our tour, the, the much-discussed tour in Tuesday's episode of our tour of the Guinness Storehouse. I was like a pig in... The proverbial. Shit. Yes. And I'm sorry to swear, that was no need for that. But um, I was so excited and so looking forward to this. On the way there, I was really giddy, wasn't I? And when I walked yeah. to the Guinness Gates, I was like that kid on the advert, the Disneyland advert in the 90s. <laughs> They were like the gates of heaven. The gates of heaven. So, I mean, it, it was it was fantastic. We had a lovely uh, tour with Lee, which he was uh, an encyclopedia of Guinness knowledge, particularly good with roasting temperatures uh, and lots of other stuff. Here are some selected highlights of our mints around the Guinness storehouse. Perfect, lovely. My name is Lee. What's your name? Hey Jordan, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you guys. I'm so very welcome excited. Welcome to the Guinness Storehouse. You're more than welcome. Very excited. Very Thank good, you. aren't you? Really. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mind us recording, do you? No, go for it. Right. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> now, before we go into the main bit, just yeah. remember this is my poppins. Okay. This is my He's Mary very poppins. excited about this. Okay. Very, Perfect. very like Guinness is literally <gasps> his. Oh, home. there's a there's a star. <laughs> Perfect. So feel free to ask as many questions as you need to I ask. want it all. That's fair. Retail will be delighted to hear that. <laughs> yes. I'll be sending you down straight after your gravity pints. <laughs> yeah. So the building that we're in now was originally built between 1902 and 1904, and then actively used from fermentation from 1906 up until 1988. It was built, it was the first ever building on a multi-story building on the Irish and British islands with this beautiful Chicago architectural style. Ah. Yeah. The second was the Ritz over in... I was about to say the Ritz yes. was the second. Yes, there I knew go. that. Yes. Sorry do you want to let me do his Sorry. job? No, I know, but I've got, oh my God, I've got a Ritz connection. There you go. Yes. So we actually sourced the steel from the same man who provided the steel to build the cranes up in Belfast that built the Titanic. Wow. Yeah, they built the cranes. Have you you've had more Titanic. success. Yes. yes. Okay, fine. Yeah, okay. The cranes were still fine. Okay, good. There's no icebergs up in Belfast, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> Can I ask you a question, Lee? Yes. How long have you worked here? This isn't the question. This is the question before the question. Okay, perfect. I'll be three years this month. Do you like Guinness or has this put you off it? 
I didn't drink it before I started here. Okay. And then Keith introduced me to drinking it properly, and since then, yes. Oh, okay, good. So yeah. it's not like when you go home, you're like, oh no, it's you don't look at a pint of Guinness and think, no, that's work. No, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. When you see it often enough and you're thirsty, you're like, you know what, this well, welcome, is, reminds me of what I'm looking for. Great, perfect. So Michael's about to deafen us all. The next stop on your tour is your brewing floor. Brewing. So you're going to learn how we actually produce Guinness here, how we brew it. First step is our roasting. So if you're looking over here, you're going to see we roasted, as I said earlier, to 232 degrees Celsius. It takes about two and a half hours to get to that perfect temperature. Wow, okay. Once it gets to 232, we hold it there for about seven minutes. And then once it once once ready, basically, we drop all the grain down into a cooling vessel underneath. So if it's left to sit in that temperature, it'll actually increase and it'll catch on fire. Wow. Any hotter than 232, gone. Oh, okay. And yeah. it's not brewable after that? No. Is it a fan-assisted oven? A fan-assisted You know, like we have fan ovens at yeah. home. No. I'm trying to think now. I don't it, think I it don't will think be. so. No. I bet you've never been asked that before, have you? No, I've not. Well, there we go. I like to ask. <laughs> Come back to me. Don't ask any questions. <laughs> so all the leftover grain called spelt grain is actually going to be sold off as animal feed. So for cattle. Because it's still high in sugars and still for high in protein. Okay. So these are going to be poured into the kettle. We're going to have a very sweet wort. Is anyone else dying for a Guinness right now? Absolutely craving a pint of it. Are you craving a pint of Guinness, William? Not yet, no. <laughs> so once the kettle is ready, it takes about an hour to an hour and ten minutes. Did Ar so Arthur Guinness, how did he discover all of this? Was it by accident? Was he? Well, his family were, his father was a brewer as well. Right. So, so okay. So there was there was. Have you not been listening? No, well I have. I have. It's been it's been quite loud. But the yeah. So he they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Okay. So then my okay. I'll reword my question. This is class. People that are in brewing, so yes. pre-Guinness, how did they discover all this by accident? So we've been brewing since technically since the Babylonian and Mesopotamian times. So basically what it originally was is once they knew that a sugary substance was left outside, somehow it magically turned into beer. Oh, okay. So then throughout the hundreds of thousands of years, they've slowly tried to refine the process and kind of basically figure out what it is. Okay. So similar to wine and coffee, it's sort of accidental yeah. and then accidental refining and then you're it. kind of like, oh, this, this, we're onto something here. Let's kind of work yeah. on it, try improve the processes. And then since 1516, since the Reinheitsgebot from Germany, yeah. it's basically declared that your beer has to, if you to be declared a beer, it has to consist of three ingredients and they're hops, barley, or grains and water. Well, you still ask so many questions, I want to get a Guinness. I'm so sorry, I'll shut up. <laughs> We're getting there soon, don't worry. So this is why we try to uh, advise people to take generous mouthfuls and drink underneath the foam. Give yourself the best Guinness mustache you can, because oh. the nitrogen actually blocks the flavours, it doesn't add to them. Right, so well, you drink... think you'd maybe get rid of the nitrogen then, wouldn't you? No. But then it doesn't look the same. And okay. Guinness without a head. No, you wouldn't. It looks no. awful. It's not. That's not a Guinness. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So you drink beneath the gut bubbles. Yeah. Take proper. So when you're drinking it, there should always be a line down along the side yeah. of the glass. We call it the lacing. It's where the foam has settled as you've taken each mouthful. There should always be a bit of foam left at the bottom of your glass. I'm just craving a Guinness right now. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Guinness original is what people would speak about when they're actually on about Guinness and oysters or Guinness and fish ah. and seafood. Guinness and fish? Yeah, oh, it's a yeah. Guinness and seafood. Oyster, it would be Guinness we should original. have Guinness and oysters. No, it's I don't... can't do seafood. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair. He doesn't really drink light. He doesn't really drink beer either. I'll be honest, Lee, we had a very dodgy burrito yesterday, and actually, even the thought of seafood now is Ooh, not agreeing yeah, with Okay, found... fair. I respect yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be very interested in the tour of your lavatories later. Let's put it that way. William, have some grace and decorum. You're meant to be an etiquette expert. I just felt that Lee needed We're friends now. I felt Lee needed to know that. We're best friends now. Lee didn't need to know that. Well, no, because there might be a point where I need to go. Fair enough. So you, you put something in here and it matures? Yeah. Can I leave Jordan in here? Try your best. <laughs> I have a few, few people I'd like to leave in here too. Yeah. <laughs> so it takes 64... 64 hours to ferment and then a part of 64 hours to mature. Every day at 10 a.m. a small team of expert taste tasters here at St. James's Gate check each and every brew of Guinness for quality consistency. Someone's got to do it. Maybe Jordan, if, if the work dries up, and there are no more ICB game shows for you to go on. You could, you could come, you could come and be a taster at Guinness. Oh, or maybe a tour guide like Lee. Well, but yeah, I'd both. love to do your oh, job. Got it. it must be fun. What yes. do the 10am people do after 10am, or is it they just go home? Uh, so they will have work along the brewery as well. So they're probably usually some of them are part of the brewers. Some of them will work in global quality, and that's how they actually have to a lot of emails and a lot of phone calls. Okay. So it's not, it's not just a few five minutes at 10 no. a.m. <laughs> so every day at 10, they'll have a sip of Guinness. Yeah. So it's small little measures. That basically what you do is you're going to check it with all of your senses. So you have to look at it, you have to hear it as it pours, smell it, taste it, and then you can even feel it in the palm of your hand. What a job. Because Guinness should always be served between 5 to 7 degrees Celsius. Oh, no, I like that. That's yeah. a nice bit of present for seven years. Sorry, what was the graduation present? So they would put you into the barrel, they would throw the wood shavings over on top of you as well as pour some Guinness on you and push you around the Cooper's yard. We're not doing that. <laughs> Are you sure? I would love to do that with you. If there was ever a barrel with a red rim, this means it was transporting Guinness with a, with, Guinness with, with a red watch. Oh. If there's seen a red rim on top of the barrel, this means these were used for Guinness Original or Guinness Extra Stout. Okay. Right. Yeah. This is amazing. Have you ever had a red rim? Let's uh, I leave that to you. Yeah. <laughs> Over here then is a lovely little photo. So basically Guinness used to be called very obvious reason. It used to be called what? The Dublin Pyramid. So uh, as pilots Dublin used to fly pyramids. over, this is what they'd actually see. Wow. They call it the Dublin Pyramids because of the amount of tasks. And that's all Guinness in there? Yep. Yeah. And for our listeners, we're looking at photographs of uh, barrels stacked up in a pyramid shape. There we go. You know what we call radio Now the shipping forecast. So originally, of course, everything was done by horse and cart, all the transportation. If they had to double them up, they'd call them names like Pride and Prejudice or Thunder and Lightning. But then in the late 1800s, we actually doubled in size as a brewery. So they started looking for different ways to transport materials. The main one they came up with was developing our own railway system. Wow. So we actually have 13 kilometers of railway tracks in and around St. James's Gate. We had a direct line to Houston Station where we used to transport kegs around Ireland. And then we also have a line that's- To Houston? London. In London. Houston. No, oh. Houston Station here. Oh, oh sorry. sorry. The main say. station in Dublin is called Houston. Sorry. Oh, as well. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow, that's going somewhere. Yeah, it was yeah. like that's some railway line. <laughs> London Euston's a terrible station. Is What's it? yours like? Yeah, it's not great. It's not it, we're right. not it's talking about college. trains. And London Euston's <laughs> going through it's redevelopment. A place. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then we also have a, a rail line that runs underneath Thomas Street down to connects us to the Brewhouse 4. 
And it was built by the same man who developed the London Underground. Oh. Wow. It's pretty cool. That's some class. Yeah. It's class. So Whoa. come on over this way. Some of our barges, so trains weren't the only mode of transport. We had our own barges that used this to actually transport the beer underneath our He's right. Um, as I'm speaking to you, listeners, William's just gone off with Lee, our tour guide, and he's actually very, very interested in this. Look at him. William's loving this, isn't he? He's being very Radio 4 at the moment. Well, look. He's, oh, here we go. Bridges are collapsible masts. You see it folds down into they can fit underneath those low bridges. Jordan, you've just missed Lee was telling us that so the, the um, ships could f uh, fit under the bridges over the river Liffey, the masts would be collapsible. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. So branch up here to Europe, Africa, the US and Indonesia, representing four of the largest consuming nations of Guinness worldwide. And the famous beacon. Toucan? Toucan, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Beacon is, is a type of nut. Oh, is it? <laughs> so Tuki is a very important bird for us. He was first introduced in our adverts in the late 1930s, and he was chosen for two reasons. So number one, his lovely little black and white feathers here yeah. look like a settling point of Guinness. But at number two, was this was during the Great Depression. And he actually felt like the vibrancy and colorfulness of his beak might actually add a little bit of happiness and a bit of positivity in an otherwise very downtrodden world. Oh, okay. Do you have toucans in Ireland? No. <laughs> You're quite exotic for Irish climate. I was going to say. A yeah. toucan still a thing then? Yes, in certain parts of the world. South America? Yeah. Oh, I just thought they were like mythical. No, a toucan's an actual thing. Oh, I thought it was like a unicorn. <laughs> no, a toucan is very much real. Oh, okay. Toucan play at that game. Very good. <laughs> But then we're going to focus on these beautiful horses up here. Yeah. So the horses represent three different things. Number one is, of course, to represent the horses who used to work here. Number two is Arkel, the very famous Irish racehorse from the 1960s. He won Grand National as well as Cheltenham for four consecutive years. He was two stone heavier than all his competitors, but to say he got the strength and power to be such a champion from the fact that they mixed in two pints of Guinness into his daily feed. No. Yeah. What so was he called? Arkel. Uh, A-R-K-L-E. And he drank Guinness, he actually, he actually drank Guinness every day? Well, he ate it with his food, yeah. Yeah. Like, of course, if the, where else would he gotten the strength to be such a champion? If of not course. from the black stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Naturally, we can't advertise that anymore. Please don't feature horses Guinness. It will not help. <laughs> or indeed any alcohol. <laughs> or any alcohol, or any animal. <laughs> yeah. Any yeah. Horses. Are but horses I'm, vegetarians? Uh, yes. Yeah. And the last thing to represent is Surf, a very famous Guinness advert from the 1990s. Yeah, I remember that. You remember that one? Per Surf. Surf. <laughs> you yeah. never remember the horses coming out we of We didn't have ITV. Horses coming out <laughs> of the waves. Carry on, Lee. Yeah, not perfect. That's it's Lloyd's, it. isn't it? Lloyd's, the bank, have the horses. So this is a little different. So in this, you're going to see surfers on their boards in very peaceful, calm waters. This, of course, represents all good things come to those who wait, as it does take 119.5 seconds to pour a Guinness. So you need a little bit of patience. Yeah, we discovered that last night on our yeah. tour. <laughs> yeah. They won't rush it. Jordan decided that we would just bring a glass of Guinness onto stage, and the bar were like, no, and Jordan's like, where's the Guinness? Where's the Guinness? <laughs> Yeah, it needs to settle. Can't rush a Guinness. No, but we did have a, f a house full of people. We need to get on with the show. So, Fair. Yeah. <laughs> they're saying what was quite nice walking around it is there's a little bit here, and then you sort of you're looking at it for a while, and then you notice something else on it. It's very detailed. It's always. I've worked on this floor for about two months. Right. I've just taken a little break here. Um, William's doing me head in. Like I was looking forward to this, but he's 
fucking dragging on now. Asking every... No, sorry, Lee, after you. Just coming over there. I was just saying, did you spend... William's doing my head in. I was looking... He's asking every bloody question. I mean, I love Guinness, but he's asking him every pissing question. Look at him. This is my tour, and I'm getting a bit bored. Look, he's asking him every question. We've been here an hour and a half. If you do need a coffee later on, by all means, pop down. Thank you. They're fantastic. I'm getting bored. (laughs) I'm getting bored, if I'm honest now. William's gone off with Lee, and he's just ruining the experience because nobody wants to be here for an hour and a half. He's asking every bloody question. Hey, you're okay. Hi, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I have the feeling I'm being talked about. No, 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 no. Are you raised, Bernie? You're asking a lot of questions. What, what have we got Lee here? No, what's what's the point? Sweat. You don't mind, do you, Lee? No, no, no. okay, good. Been here an hour and a half. We're going to teach you how to identify the different flavours inside your beer. We're going to teach you our little tasting technique called retro-nasal tasting as well. Do I need to set my brace out? No, not at all. Oh. Can you drink it in? No, so I'll need to take it out. Are we going to be drinking? Yeah. So it's just a small, it's literally a shot glass. We're doing retro-nasal tasting. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. A tasting room. I'm both retro and nasal. Generous Smell breath. it. Breathe into your nose. Inhale your aromas. Generous mouthfuls of a half the sample glass. Yep. Let this wash over your tongue for about three seconds. Swallow it down, and then before you open your mouth, breathe out through your nose. Gen- under sip underneath. Yep. Get underneath that foam. Mm. Feeling very ill. I'll be honest. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I am not even exaggerating. That I don't know amazing. if I've ever tasted under the nitrogen before. Get have another sip. No, 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 no. I please come on, do it for Lee. Do Le- it properly. We'll I do- feel I might have my own cliff top moment in a moment. I'm just going to let you know. Okay. Come on. I was oh, sick of a. It, I was it. I was sick of a cliff. It's a long story. <laughs> no one knows it though. No. Oh. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> from the MB Miranda Guinness, so that shit you saw earlier on. We like the big bells. May I? Yeah, go for it. You're going to deafen yourself and give us a nice little thing. Oh, Christ. Sorry. Get out of my pub. Oh, God, that's loud. Time, gentlemen, please. Oh, that's sorry. That's bloody loud. So that that was to alert people in Liverpool that the ship was arriving. Oh, did it? Wow. So that's to tell the ship was arriving in Liverpool. Yeah. So cast your mind back, put in a sound effect here, it'd go like this. Alright, there, lads, the gypsy! Come on, get ready now! So embarrassing. It'd be like that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a wallflower. I am a bit of a wallflower, aren't I? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. 
Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com So it's saying that it builds strong muscles, feeds exhausted nerves, enriches the blood, and doctors confirm it's a valuable restorative after influenza and other weak, other weakening illnesses. Oh, now, wow. naturally, we cannot say this anymore because it is an alcoholic beverage. It does not heal you. Oh. <laughs> but it could. It is good for you, isn't it? Well, maybe good for your mental health. No, it's good for you. Guinness <laughs> is good for you. Everyone knows that. Well, Pipe has got full of iron. No, it's not. Is it not? No. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> What they used to say is back when the Guinness was bottled, it would go through a secondary or bottle fermentation oh. where you would have a more yeast sediment and it's a yeast that gives the source of iron. But you would need to drink about a vat of it to have any health-giving benefits oh, okay. for the minute bit of iron that's actually produced oh. in it. So that's a myth then? Yes. Oh, okay. Very much so. It was used here though. Guinness used to be given out in uh, hospitals. If somebody had given birth, if you were donating blood, it would be given afterwards as well to try and rebuild or enrich your blood. But of course, now we know, no. It's not. <laughs> no, it's not. It is an alcoholic beverage. It may taste lovely, but it does not heal you in oh, any okay. way, shape or form. Okay. And good to know. Yes. So we're going to start making our way up to your stouties where you get to get your picture printed into your pint of Guinness. Lovely. As we're making our way around, I might as well mention the Guinness Book of Records. Yes. Now, yes. I have two Guinness World Records. Lovely. That's my connection with Guinness. Lovely. Congratulations. But it, thank you. But what is the... Is there a connection with the family? Is Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, basically, you see the books in the top right corner of the archive bar over here. So it originally started with the Guinness director. So he was working underneath Rupert Guinness. Well, uh, well, he was working underneath Rupert Guinness at the time. So this is in the early 1950s. He was out with a hunting party. They came across a bird that nobody could shoot, and this sparked an argument as to what the fastest bird in the world was. So that the idea behind the Guinness wow. Book of Records was supposed to be a book of facts to be kept in every bar to settle any disputes of what the fastest is, the quickest, all this. Amazing. That the other. What year was that? That was in the early 1950s, I think it was 1954, 1955. Okay. The problem was though, when they released the first edition, they forgot the bird. So then they went back and released the second edition. And then this kind of sparked, well, every records are constantly changing. So they constantly kept updating the books. I had the books. And I think it's now considered the, what is it? It's, a, it's the most bought book in the world that's been trademarked wow. or copywritten. The second, the other one that hasn't been copywritten is the Bible. The highest selling book in the world, that's what it's called, sorry. <laughs> and to the family, so what, what, separate businesses now? Yes, so Guinness Book of Records no longer belongs to us. They sold it to Ripley's, and I think Ripley's have passed it on since. Ah. Uh, yeah. Oh, have yeah. Yeah, it just follows the name, though. Oh. Uh, you hear the brass bands playing, so usually on the weekends, we 
brass bands coming in to play a bit of music. Wow. Wow. Where are they? Wow. This is class. It's like being at Disney. It is. It's better. Well, steady. Wow. Thank you so much, Lee. Thank you. Thank you so much. Lee, that was great. Thank you so much. You'll have to listen. You'll have to give us a listen. Thank you, Lee. Thank you. So, um, we've just come to the end of the Guinness Tour House store. William? What? 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 I don't know. Did you say Tour House store? <laughs> I didn't. I'm pissed, sorry. Did I say you, that? Now, we should just say that you have had quite a few. Guinness. Is that the plural? That was the plural yeah. for Guinness, I believe. Um, you've had three, four? I'm a bit shit Plus how many samples that we've had along yep. the way? Loads of samples. I've had a little bit. I'll be honest, I still don't love it. It's not to my taste. Okay. But I, I did try it for you. First of all, yes. we usually start the episode like this. Let's end the episode with a toast. Okay. Now, the etiquette for having a pint is clinking. Cheers. Okay. Even though it's common. Cheers. Oh, wait, do that for the mic. And remember what our tour guide Lee said, you've got to sip under the head. You've got to get under the head. I just can't do the smell. But what I have learned is that the head is nitrogen. Wait, just let me check my hair. I forgot what I recording. Here we are. Uh, so, have you learned more appreciation? Do you have more appreciation now of Guinness? Yeah, um, like this, this, like I said to you at the start, this is my poppins. I've always wanted to do this. I've been to Dublin a few times and I've never actually done it. And it was amazing. Really? It was so interesting. And Lee was fantastic, Lee wasn't he? Lee was it? excellent. Lee was great. I'm not going to do the accent, but no. Lee was great. So the thing is here, so they have the hops, right? And then they put the hops in the thing there and see the thing over there. Right, that's the, that's the, the, the wheat. No, it's not wheat. You, you were getting very annoyed with me at one point I, during the tour. I was getting really annoyed because, like, I have been looking forward to this since we had it booked a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Really looking forward to well, it. And I, I was showing an interest. But then, I love this place. After Burnley, Guinness is probably, like, my second favourite thing. Obviously, the podcast as well. And even I were getting bored. You asked him at one point, and I quote, the oven to cook the wheat. Or was to it the to roast, roast the barley. To, the oven to cook. He was telling us about how they roast the barley. And William said, is that a fan-assisted oven? Well, I wanted to know if 232 degrees was fan-assisted or conventional. Why? Are you going to start roasting your own barley? You never know. So, yeah. I might, was... I might put them out of business. Mm. So that was that. And um, what else? Uh, I, I mean, I was asking questions like that because I felt that it, it was going to go one of two ways for me. Okay. I was either going to be walking around looking at my watch. Which quite, I was doing towards the end. Being quite silent. Or you were 
or I was going to express an interest for you. And, you and did. I was expressing an interest, yeah. and apparently too much of an interest. It was great. Um, we we we've just been toured. Uh, toured. We've just been shown round. Well, we the were Guinness, We've just been toured around the Guinness storehouse storehouse and it was fantastic it was really interesting Arthur Guinness started it in the eight, se- eight, no, 17 1789 was it oh god it's just coming anyway, up to 6 o'clock in the evening Arthur Guinness started it good joke thank you and it's just yeah and it's now coming to what we love and know my favourite drink and you say it's it, this is your poppins unfortunately Lee there was no flying I'll be honest that was a disappointment it was great though. They had that water feature at the start. Yes, it was a water a water wall. Yeah, it was. It was not, I'm, well, I'm, I'm very glad we. What did was it. your favourite bit? My favourite bit, being a geek, was the advertising. Yes. Yeah. So it, it, it showed the history of the Guinness advertising. Yeah, and because they and you have said you said to me a minute ago that Guinness, McDonald's, and Coca Cola was mm. it are the three companies that are considered in advertising circles to always yeah. have very 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 good advertising. Yeah. So there we go. What else have we got in store in Dublin? You're going to leave us and watch Burnley. Yeah, so I'm... Traditional Irish culture. I'm going to go down to the Guinness memorabilia shop, the gift shop. You were very excited. With the, oh, tour, the tour starts there, briefly. I'm going to go and get all sorts. I'm currently... It's like Fortnum and Mason for you. Uh, it's Fortnum and Mason for me. I'm currently sat here wearing pop sitting. socks. I'm currently sitting here wearing one of William's pop socks, but I don't want to give too much away. Make sure you come see us on tour and find out why. So I'm going to go down to the gift shop, get a load of Guinness memorabilia. Then we're going to go and find a bar that's showing the Burnley game. And then... No, we are not. And then, hear me out here. Yes. William, producer Ben, Stuart, who's caught his hat jacket. I love the Guinness factory, I do. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Ollie, still working on the accent with Ollie. Yeah. There'll be Ollie's here filming uh, this weekend whilst we're on tour in Ireland. We'll, we'll get there with an accent. Then... I propose we go out and get on the piss. Well, what have, we, what have you just been doing for the last two hours? This is a day sesh. Sesh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a day sesh, right? Yes. Now we go out on the piss. Oh, good. So we'll go and watch the football, and then we'll just stay out. Because if we go back after the football, that's where you end up having a nap and feeling worse. Let's get on it. Let's get on it, Jordan. To Guinness. Up yours. Cheers, mate. We'll see you on Tuesday. And if you want to come and see us on tour, remember, tickets are available. You're much chattier when you're drunk. <laughs> Am I? Yes. If, we, if you were sober when you're recording, you're like, right, make this short, tight, quick. You've just got verbal diarrhoea. Come and see us on tour. Tickets are still available. I'm so pissed. <laughs> I'm so pissed. Little, little snort. I'm so pissed. Tickets are still available. Sextedmybus.com forward slash live. Yes. Bye-bye. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com